0: All right, hello and welcome to The Backwards Infect. I'm here as always with my uh, brother Luke. You can reach us at The Backwards Infect at Twitter. We're also at Gmail at The Backwards Infect. Uh, Today we have a special guest, Jason, uh, here to chat with us about presence, awakening, meditation, about searching for some deeper meaning in life, and uh, we're all looking forward to it. Take it away, Luke.
1: What's going on? Good evening. Um, So, yeah, I've I've known Jason for a couple couple months now. Um, We actually played golf on Saturday and uh, just had some conversation and a little bit in depth and um, told him about the podcast and he wanted to come on and chit chat a little bit. So yeah, we're excited about it. Welcome Jason.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, uh, you know, everything, uh, that we've been talking about lately was just, uh, really intriguing to me, especially because I've been going through some things for the past couple of weeks and then for me and you to be able to connect um because we don't get to see each other much so when we did that day it was all kind of came together that maybe maybe it was just something that that i finally needed to, do, to have to continue on the journey that i'm on right now because you know uh, i've kind of struggled in my own mind going what what am i going through what is this you know like these changes and the just the well-being of myself and starting to put myself out there more and feeling more vulnerable to things and you know, I kind of explained all that to Luke, you know, it's like a transition. So being able to talk with you guys and kind of get y'all's input and feedback on things can probably help me see better through this because I've spent the last 32 years of my life trying to satisfy and please the world that I've kind of forgot about who I am and what it means to be make myself happy. So I'm kind of excited to be here and get to talk with you fellas.
0: What a great opening! That's exactly you're exactly the type of person we want to talk to. That's exciting. So your
1: your story obviously is impactful because it's um, so recent, like three months ago. Do you want to kind of um, explain what happened to you and how you were before, and how you are now? Kind of the contrast.
0: Yeah, I think the only real difference that I see from what you're talking about, Jason, is I was probably not even quite as inquisitive with it as you're being. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of blindsided by it. And um, you can mark the day because it was the day that Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. That was the morning of my um my big reveal and i don't think i really need to go into a whole lot of explanation about why anger is building up in people recently if you go back over like the last five years i feel like like a slow build of anger that's what i consciously thought i was feeling and I basically just kind of lost a little bit of self-control. And I was at the point where I was just asking the question in my head over and over again, why am I so angry? And um, I was on the phone with Luke and we had a pretty brief conversation. And I was explaining my anger and he reminded me that it's an entity. That anger is an entity, and I can't explain exactly uh, why. But at that moment, I went to search for the entity. Okay, go ahead.
1: And when I, okay, we just had to make an adjustment technically. You can hear that. Yeah. Okay, we're good.
0: When I um went to search for that entity my entire self-perception got caught up in it so instead of trying to isolate a certain voice or a certain point of view i just realized that that emotion and that response to emotion was just a complete thought process. And that that reminder of entity, somehow I threw out the entire thought process. But when you throw out that entire thought process, that's when like there's kind of like a spiritual moment that happens that is, I mean, it's basically just unbelievable. I don't know that we necessarily have to go into that part right now, but the the key was, I realized that I was hiding something from myself. So I think we all kind of have the experience every once in a while where like you're trying to think of a movie and you're trying to think of a title. And it's like something you should know, but like you just can't come up with it. The brain won't work right at that particular moment. So it's kind of similar to that, but on like a much deeper level. Like, I feel like I should have known that, and I don't know why it took Luke to remind me at that moment, but it it made me angry at the entire process of, or not even necessarily angry, just the entire process of thought, emotion, and reaction lost its authority because I realized it wasn't serving me, and it was actually just creating problems for me. And that was kind of the way the dominoes fell. And then at that point, I was left very, very empty and very, very quiet. And then there's an experience there that can be only described as a spiritual, meaningful experience.
1: So, yeah, I think the difference... um... What I was telling you on the golf course is he had he had like a rug pull awakening that day, like with a matter of few, he was he was one man going to the grocery store and he was like a completely different person um, when he was putting out the groceries. It was that quick. I mean, i be I've had some history when I was. Um, I don't know, in my early 20s. I had always dabbled in spiritual teachers um my history is i was raised in a christian church but never really found what um anything of substance is you know saying a lot of the right things but there wasn't anything that actually helps you i guess internally and so i was always searching so i I was like the guy that was trying to bust through the door and i One of the key words that you said on the golf course was anxiety because that's what when I was meditating or when I learned to meditate after I kind of broke out of religion, um, that anxiety pain, mine was different because I had to push through that um, to get to where he was at. But he just like no work at all. Just the deck of cards came falling down and it was beautiful, though, because it was 20 years later and I had basically like a second awakening like three months ago. And we started this podcast all from this of what happened and this is created and we've done what's this is our 10th show and we're just committed to doing it every Tuesday night and seeing where it takes us.
2: Yeah. But as I was saying, you know, as, as talking with Luke, you know, um, I, my, mine is coming definitely not as fast as yours and mine has been over the last couple months and you know it's just like it's like you wake up one day and it's just like you you know like as i can go back as far as like childhood that i'd say caused some of this stuff um wouldn't blame it all but you know you grow like you say you grow up being taught one thing and you know and you're led to believe that the church is the only way to find happiness and all that. But then you go home and you live in a broken home and you go through all those things. So the anger that you described earlier about, you know, having this anger and and I had that anger and not realizing that that anger is in you. And as long as it's in you, it's going to control your life. Every aspect of it, it anger is the probably the, the strongest emotion we have. Uh, it's probably more powerful than love, happiness or anything. So it's like, I've kind of struggled with that. And when I got in my twenties, I seemed to learn how to kind of control it in a way, kind of almost accept it. And it wasn't until about three months ago, I said, I'm tired of accepting something that I didn't create. Now it's time to find, instead of leaving that in me, I want to replace that with, you know, the things like, like I told Luke, you know, finding the things that make me happy, finding out who I am, I've, I've. I've searched 32 years and sometimes i don't even know what what does make me happy so finding that you know it's like my body is it's almost like it's just evolving i'm taking the next step and who i'm going to continue to be uh, but it's at a very slow process so i'm um, i'm enjoying the road but i still have anxiety right now because i'm like afraid like, even talking like this i mean when i was younger i would have never thought about talking like this or saying things like this because you I pent all it up like nothing was ever wrong. But I I think that some of the things that I've learned is it's good to get this stuff out and talk about it and, and have people, you know, that can help you through this journey because that's what life's about is, is it's a huge journey and we're not meant to do it alone. So it's good to be able to embrace this with each other. So.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the, rest assured you sound very well spoken so whatever anxiety you're feeling about talking now it's not coming across that way coming through crystal clear so yeah you sound extremely open good to hear
1: so what you you said anxiety now i always attribute when whenever i was or even meditating or trying to break through pain i always had i could I could feel it in my chest. Do you have like a specific area that you feel anxiety? Is it all in your thoughts? Is it all, is it, is it, is it a pain type feeling? Um, could you put your finger on it like that?
2: Yeah, I'd definitely say it. it's not like uh, you know, like the tight chest. Cause I've had that type of, it's more of like the mind. It's like the mind's being ripped in a million different ways because it's like, this is what you've known your whole life. And now you're trying to you're you're trying to train your mind and not do something that's done for 32 years. I mean, it's like I told Luke, it's as simple as I know it sounds silly, but as drinking water. Uh I haven't drank a, I used to drink about 10 cokes a day. And this is just how I know I'm changing and I know that I may I'm training my mind to be able to become better. And it was just as simple as not drinking soda uh, and I have not touched a soda in three weeks now and I've done nothing but water and it's like every, some people are like oh that's not I was like yeah but when you drink 10 cokes a day and you've done that for almost 15 years yeah it's the re- quit one day cold turkey so I'm learning how to control my mind now through this whole process I'm I'm learning to re- like fill that void that I have in me with good things good thoughts and learning how to actually make myself happy
0: Yeah, that's a. I would assume that's actually a pretty big change if you were doing 10 cokes a day to go to water. I mean, that's got to feel a lot different in terms of clarity and just without the sugar and I, and the caffeine.
1: I was going to say the same thing. Like, just, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of a wake up just from water um, as opposed to sugar because sugar can, like, definitely, uh, I mean, diet has got to be at least 20, 30% of the especially fluids. I mean, if you drink, you notice a difference in, in your thought processes. If you drink, you know, four or five waters in a day, as opposed to another, a drink with a lot of sugar in it. Um, that, that definitely plays a, I know you, the last three weeks you've been talking about a change. I think a lot of that has to do with the water. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, so if I- he's not feeling it in his chest and he's, wrestling more with it in his head this is probably going to be in my world right probably so because you're, you're <laughs> the
1: one that had the the massive ego
0: construct built um, yes yeah, so, i'll dig in a little bit more in terms of the anger um jason and then we'll see if if you can relate to it a little bit
2: I want to ask you one thing about your anger. And sure, you don't have to. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But with and kind of you saying the ego thing. But as a child, did you feel that you didn't have like, this? Is something this is for me? And this, but as a child, did you feel like you always strive to want it to be accepted? And so, as an adult, you still did the same thing. Like you, you tried so hard as a child, but you kind of got rejected down, or you didn't feel the. Like that's how I felt. And I think that's where some of mine comes from is I want everybody to like me. I want to be the best at everything I do because as a child, I didn't get the love and affection and all the things that a child's supposed to get. So I kinda always strive for it. I'd always try to get it as a child, but it never was given. So as an adult, I try and try. And I think again that comes that makes some of that social anxiety and some of that some of that stuff we talk about. You know, where that anger comes in is because it's like, why doesn't this person like me? I do everything in the world for them. So then you continuously do that. And eventually you just get so burnt out. And then that that's where that anger sets in. So it's just like, you know, you start losing hope. You start feeling bad. You know, it's just it's just that bad trickle effect. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I just want to ask you, is that where do you think some of your anger came from?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I can relate to the acceptance uh, part of it. Um, You know, I was a big brother. I was a big brother to Luke. uh, So the sibling thing might have something to do with that. Um, So you kind of always get acceptance from at least him, you know. But we really didn't have a family life where I didn't feel accepted. Um, So I don't think I can relate quite that way. But can you, with, with the anger that you're dealing with now, is it specific? I mean, do you have like different versions of yourself that are talking to you in your head? And do you identify with some more so than others?
2: No, I mean, honestly, even like what I'm dealing with now, I wouldn't even consider myself angry. Even three weeks ago, I wouldn't consider myself like, I mean, angry, anger. I would just, the irritability was over the years has gotten easier. But in the last three weeks, I noticed like what I'm dealing with now is more, it's not really even anger. I mean, I get frustrated still, but I think that's who we are as people. I think we're always going to get a, a frustrated uh, moment dealing with a coworker or whatever the case might be. But I'm also trying to work on that because I, I, I don't want to let that person have the control over me. I feel like that's what I'm doing whenever I let them frustrate me or something like that. So I don't feel like I have a different, I don't feel like I have anything pulling me. I just feel like my brain just constantly running so many thoughts through my head. Like it's just not shutting off. I'm even having like issues sleeping, staying up two, three o'clock. Yeah. You know, so it's like my brain's constantly rushing and It's not like they're bad thoughts. It's just like I'm like replaying so many scenarios in my head of things I could have done differently in life or things I should have done differently. And I don't know if that's just part of this process that I'm just trying to like go through all those scenarios as as part of like almost like a grieving process. I know that sounds weird, but maybe I'm trying to like get all that bad thought out of my brain so I can build a new foundation and continuously move on from this awakening that I've had but that's all i can think and none of the things that i'm thinking are like angry thoughts it's more just just thoughts and they just keep coming so
0: there is a lot of awareness that is coming out of you right now and i mean the good news would be so much of the battle is having that point of view of awareness for the thoughts just like you said it's regret or replaying things so you're going over things in the past and it's recurring and you're aware of them so that's a that's a huge plus that you got going for yourself already and that awareness over time kind of wears down that process and um will give you any even more control it sounds like you're building up some pretty intense control mechanisms though
1: Yeah, just to add on the, the thought thought processes. Um, so yeah, the, when the first realization, when I realized that I was the awareness behind my thoughts, that's when it, it kind of take back all the power of who you actually are. Um, because you're right, if, it, if there's any emotion that's attached to those thoughts or, or that thought stream, it is kind of like a hypnotic, hypnotic force of, of life, I guess you would say. Um but realizing like you one of your first questions was like realizing who you really are. And for me, it was realizing that I was not my thoughts. Like realizing that everything that was and how you know I've heard a lot of people, especially when you talk about meditation, um you go meditate and they can't come out of the the thought stream and learning the skill of being able to pull back, um, and have that objective point of view because just the realization that you are not your thoughts kind of gives you power and then being able to pull back from it and look at it, um, objectively, then it does kind of unravel effortlessly and kind of leaves you because you can react to your thoughts. Just, I discovered that I, you can react to your thoughts in your head just as though you can react to a person like a coworker. And then once you react to the thought, now you're feeding the thought. And if it, if it doesn't originate from you, something's feeding off of you. Right. So that was, it was pretty powerful for me to, to get that realization that of, of being the awareness behind the thoughts, because I kind of at that moment took control and I knew okay i'm not i'm not a hundred percent like if i go to sit down and meditate even even the many years that i meditated i might have a day where it's very difficult to pull myself out of thought stream and i might fail 30 times i might go tonight and meditate and it may be great i'm just able to be silent with myself i feel so the acceptance of every meditation or, or realizing that is not going to go, you know, a hundred percent the way you want it, but still the ultimate goal is, is trying to pull back from those thoughts. That's, that was um, the first thing for me to focus on is trying to, um, it's kind of weird to say, but trying to apply no effort and the word try shouldn't even be in there, but I don't know how, how else to to put yeah i don't know how to word it but it is like trying to not putting effort into pulling back
2: well you know well you know that's one thing that i i think is in society we live in this fast-paced world everything runs 100 miles an hour so so do we and i think as people we've been so busy doing everything else in life that we've just forgot about ourselves. I mean, either it's, you know, your job, your wife, your kids, all the, and all that's great. You need all that. But if you're not healthy enough and you're not, you're not able to perform and do those things, what good are you to those people? So you have to remember to, like you said, take yourself out of that for a moment. Let your brain, I mean, and I think that's what I'm trying to get to now with going through these thoughts is I want to finally get to the point where I can actually let my brain rest, go in there and meditate, and get myself where it just finally shuts off. Because even at night, I mean, if I, you know, if I go to sleep, it's like my brain's constantly. Even and it doesn't even have to be bad things, but it's it's like my brain just runs twenty four hours a day because I, I I don't have any control over it. But I am trying to learn that control, mm-hmm. you know, and take take that back so I can be a better person. Um, and I think that's what this whole journey is to me is it's not about anything but just finding out who I actually am as a person and what my purpose is on this world because we're we come in this world and we're told this and we're shown this and we're told all these things and that's great but some of that stuff i i don't I don't drink the kool-aid I should say we're we're not. I don't think that's the the end game for life is to get up and go to work and that's it. You know, I think we're made for more than that. And I think it's time that all people embrace that we're here and we have to make the best of every day and your anger and your mind and all that and all that they all shouldn't be able to control you. So you should take advantage of every day and, and enjoy it and embrace it. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. So.
1: That's good stuff, Jason. That's that's good stuff.
0: I think um, you have so much awareness of the thoughts and I would just I would give you a little project uh, with that much awareness you got going on and Luke's talking about the effort or non-effort but be aware of their reaction and trying to get to a place of non-reaction. So if if we put a thought on the table that we can all identify with, like I'm going to go upstairs and get a bowl of ice cream. That's the thought. That's the thought that I didn't control. That just came in and I'm trying to sleep at night and all of a sudden I want a big bowl of ice cream. Now I can engage that thought. I can say, well, if I'm going to have a bowl of ice cream, you better make it count. better be a big bowl of ice cream or I can start talking myself out of it. I could say, well, it's probably not a good idea to eat ice cream at this time of night. Both of those are reactions. Both of those are engagements. Both of those are the thought came and then I reacted to the the thought, whether it was a positive or a negative reaction, it doesn't matter. I'm adding into that thought process instead of taking my authority and just letting that thought drift away. So with the amount of awareness that you're having right now, I think you're ready for that little non-reactive piece and just remembering like every time something hits you and you don't know the origin or you don't know why, that's that's the moment where you just let it go. Like the anger you're talking about, That's that's the moment where that just passes away and you can just watch it go by like, you know, river water in a river that you're sitting on a bank, you know? And, um, it sounds like you're right there and ready for that, like non-reactive, um, homework for lack of a better word. Luke hates homework, but I always give homework. <laughs> yeah, it was,
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny, man. So you were talking about your childhood. Um, are so you, you have a, you have a hate figure I'd say that, yeah. is the parent. Yeah. Is it okay to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, or okay.
2: no, no, I mean, I've, I have no problem talking about
1: it at all. So, so which parent, cause I, the reason I say that is I grew I, I listened to a spiritual teacher in my twenties and he's not alive any longer. But one of the first questions he always said was, who do you hate? And it's so true because no normally, you know, on a path there's, usually someone that leads the pack as far as that hated one. And normally it's a parent just because no one knows how to be a good parent. I mean, everyone pretty much fails at parenthood just because of the, the pass down from, from what we got. I mean, no one succeeds really. I mean, I, uh, to say I've been non-reactionary parent, uh, my whole kids lives. It just, I haven't been. So I've, I've, I've fallen short I've also planted some seeds, but that was my question to you.
2: Um, so no, it's not really a, even a hatred towards it. So uh, my dad left when I was two. Um, so I can't just say I hate him. I don't know him, but he wasn't there to be the person that, you know, shows me life, teaches me the things that I'm supposed to. So you, you kind of start off at a disadvantage, you know, and uh, my mother and, You know, remarry my stepfather, you know, they drank all the time, you know, everything they just weren't, just wasn't a great upbringing. You know, needless to say to be as successful in life as I am. There's sometimes I wonder how, because my upbringing was not easy. It was, it was the furthest thing from it. Um, you know, I remember not having lights. I remember, you know, having to move all the time because there wasn't no money for, you know, it just constant and that's stuff kids shouldn't go through. Um, I didn't ever try to let it affect me. And when I got in my teens and was able to get in my own groove and make my own money and do all I need to do, I didn't, I never let that stuff stop me. And I never really felt any resentment towards it. Um, And I think my mom died when I was like 23. Um, but I didn't, when I was 17, we kind of had like a quarrel, and, you know, she basically told me she hated me and never cared to see me again Yeah, she was drunk. And, you know, I know she didn't mean it now, 17 years old, I didn't speak. I didn't speak to my mom for five years. She called me Christmas, and then she died in my, uh, March. Excuse me. And, wow. Uh, so I think that's when, like, regret in my life started kicking in. Like, maybe I should have picked up the phone. Maybe I should have tried yeah. her. So that's where some of that anger comes in. So some of it's on me. I'm not putting the blame on any, anybody. You know, and I've never once said, oh, my parents were terrible people. So you know what? I'm going to be a terrible person. And, right that's why I'm loving this path that I'm on right now, because I'm hoping that I'm going to become a way better person every day it passes. I want to be a better person. I, I'm tired of letting, I, I don't even like to use the word hate, but I, I think that's Luke kind of summed it up. I mean, I'm not going to say it's addressed at a dress person. I just kind of hate and I'm tired of letting that hate ruin my life because yeah. it um, and I think I have a good reason to hate a lot of things. Um, yeah, you know, and
1: what's
2: your, what's your famous, what's your famous line?
1: Yeah. deserved it. Yeah. He used to it all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and I hate to say anybody says, you know, I don't even like to think anybody deserves something, you know, I mean, but I do, you know, I, you know, six months ago, I did think it was funny when someone got something that I felt they deserved Cause it's like, ah, you, you know, you want it to be nasty and ugly and you deserve that. And that's still, like you said about reacting to a thought, that's still an ugly thought. And I shouldn't think that you know, and so that's that reaction bit of learning how to go. You're a bigger person, even though you're laughing at them, they're still in your thought process and they're clouding up your mind and you're, they still have a little
1: control over you
2: because you think it's funny. So it's like letting all that stuff go.
0: Yeah.
1: I just heard something too. You said you think you, you didn't think anything. It The thought comes up and then you react to it with some type of emotion. Yeah. You apply that emotion and the, forgiveness that comes in is seeing, I, I don't know what pops in your head, but I mean, a mental image of your mother or, or uh, an image of your childhood, you know, pop up in your brain and you see it. And that's like bait for the, whatever wants to feed. But what I'm saying is that pops up, look at it with, a with no effort. That's the pullback right? That's the pull. you look at it with no, it like it pops to the image in the head or or the hated figure, mother, father, whichever, whatever pops in is Like you have no ownership of that, but, but as soon as you react to it, now it has ownership of you because you applied the emotion to it. So it's just pulling back and saying, I see that. So when I started doing that, because I, we, we had a decent, we had a decent childhood, but I, everybody has issues with their parents. Like my kids probably have some, some, some resentments for me, a a, a couple occasions that I've had, Uh, they probably do. I mean, it just is what it is. But so I had a couple instances with, with, you know, a mother or father that you look at and, and this is when I was in my early twenties. So when I began to see that, and I realized that it w- all it was, was just bait for me to try to react to it. Like there was no ownership. So then those start to dissipate and they just come out. Like if you don't react to a, a thought that comes in, that tries to get you to resent something or a person you're not, you're forgiving that person like right there, and that has nothing to do with saying, I forgive you mother. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to say, I forgive you today. Like they say that in religion a lot. It it doesn't mean anything like saying the words means nothing. It's it's an actually mechanical thing where you see like driving home tonight. You may see a mental image with your mother who's driving down the road because your thoughts just seeing it and for the first not resenting, not applying emotion. And that that was a game changer for me because it's almost like anything that you do, like if you do that a hundred times over the next week, Oh, then the mother image stops uh, I, that it, it can't happen anymore because the the mother game with Jason is done. She's already forgiven. Like you've moved. You see what I'm saying? It loses it. It loses ownership inside your body and starts to leave.
2: You know, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier about it, like evolving. You know, I think about it like as a caterpillar, you know, turning into the butterfly, like you're shedding all that bad energy and bad focus. And you're you're evolving to that next step. And, um, you know, I don't know if all men go through this or, you know, I don't even know. I'm sure some ladies go through this. Um, You know, I know women have a different thought process than men because we I think we're uh, they talk about their emotions. We hold them in and that creates the, the bombshells that we build in our brain, as I would say. I mean, I I would say we create our own worst enemies and that's our mind. And then it starts to control you. And when that happens, then the physical being people around you normally pay. And I don't mean you're going to hurt them, but you might lash out at them or you take it out on them or like the ego comes in or I've got to be in control or whatever. Because you're so used to getting your way in your own head, you know, like you've got to be right. That's that complex coming out because your mind has control over you. But when you're letting all that stuff go, you're not like Luke said, you're not even going to embrace that thought. You're just going to go, that ain't even worth it. I'm not going to let that control me. And that's what I'm trying to do on this journey. And I love it. I'm telling you, I have not in my life. As long as I can remember, I've never felt this good. Once I can get everything ironed out because I'm not all the way there yet, it's still a journey and I'm, Continue and one day it's going to snap together i can feel it and it, i feel like it could be any day but i've never felt this good in my life physically mentally everything like i said i'm still having the thoughts but i feel like i can actually when i do need to think about something important i can actually think about it not a million other things going through my head uh, you know so it's i can tell it's working i'm and i'm embracing that
0: wow good stuff i mean he's he's working so well jason you're working so well with the process and working through the the thoughts and the emotions i mean so much of that um seems to me like it's going very very smoothly and um Can I ask if, um, do you believe in God or are are you agnostic or are you atheist? I'll give you three options there.
2: See, that's something I'm still, I'm struggling with, you know, not that I, I mean, I believe in God from where I was taught that as a child, but now I'm starting to, I'm trying to cleanse my brain. So I'm trying to develop whether this is, if it's real, what is it fake, is. what it really is, because i I need to make, I need like kind of what we talked about the other day. I need to make that. It's like God doesn't have to be a figure in the sky or a higher being. It, it could be within, and so I need to figure out what all that looks like. So that's something I'm still a little struggling. Like I'm still, you know, because as like I said, as a child, you're taught this. You're gonna, you're born. God loves you. Never going to hurt you. Nothing. So you're,
0: you're in the traditional belief.
2: Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't grow up Catholic or anything like that. Um, just, you know, tradi- you know, so, but then you start here and it's like, you start it's thinking, it's like, you know, God loves us, but yet this happens. God loves us, but this happened, you know, it's, it's, you get, like I said, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. So it's like, we have to stop thinking about God as this figure that we have to worship and thinking about it as, kind of what me and Luke said, be, maybe it's a sinner. Maybe it's, uh, I, you know, I, I think, like I said, that's something I'm still trying to work through. And I, that's where I would love to get y'all's opinion and hear what y'all are, what y'all went through. So I can kind of form where I need to go.
1: Do you want to give your rendition on God or you want me to go first or what? Go ahead. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I definitely want you to explain, well, I can, I'll, I'll make it short for me, but I, i want you app post awakening to explain what what you um how you see god as but the way you were explaining it that's that's how i was raised too. like thought process god like um i i it i started writing after i actually called it the backwards effect and we changed 20 years ago i started writing a book called the backwards effect i haven't finished it but this podcast is called the backwards infect yeah So we switched it up a little bit, but in that book, I called it a name. I actually named it. I called it ancient God syndrome. And one thing I always saw in religion in churches is they believed in a God that was more active in ancient times, definitely more active in, in Bible days or um, definitely had more power, like even Jesus or, um, you know putting those figures on a pedestal that back then you know they had all these powers that we couldn't attain so what it does is it robs us of the present moment like it's all a figure in our head it's all a thought process but thought process is part of the problem anyway so when i pushed through that pain and anxiety and had that kind of spiritual awakening i really realized that god was nothing that nobody was talking about that it was completely backwards because it's, it's more of an omnificent universal force and it's never in words. It's never in a confusing thought process. Now there is stuff that comes in kind of like a transmitter that, you know, different spiritual teachers are able to put it in words and there's a flow to it, like writing. You're not planning what you're saying, but words are coming to you, but it's not like, there's never like a, um, thought process of confusion or anything. It's always truth. It's always truth. Like how you feel now, does it make you feel, you know, do we feel present here? Does it, does it, does it time feel like it's going by fast kind of in that omnificence, uh, present moment, totally opposite of what I thought it was, um, growing up. And even today, you know, people lose all their power because, I feel like they miss the present moment and it's almost um, it's almost like a cop out that you can never be to the level of of what it was in ancient times. That's all we do now is it's not an act of God. It's just an ancient God. We just worship that God. Um, and it robs everyone of the truth because all the power is in the present moment like it's in in all the great spiritual teachers talked about it, and they all try to tell parables to wake people up. And then preachers nowadays, they all it's like the blind leading the blind. They they have the verse and chapter, but they don't have anything within. So it's all learned knowledge and thought processes. It's all their ego trying to teach like a bunch of people out and out in the pews. And he's blind and he keeps everyone else blind. So no one ever goes within. So it's, hey, come here and get your fix and stay your rotten little cells seven days a week because the access is never given to the present moment, which is where everything is. Because the whole reason of the thought process and backing up and 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 seeing it is so that you can slow down and come into that present moment and actually feel what you would say God really is because you can't you can't apply your will. You have to in essence kind of let it be burned out of you and and for me it hurt like hell for kane it was like snap your fingers and something came in him that i mean never never seen that kind of 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 awakening before only you know i've heard eckhart tolle i don't know if you know who he is but he had a snap awakening but it's a good segue to you sir
0: yeah so jason I always identified as agnostic up until this year. That I had so many wonderful monologues. I was ready for any atheist I ran into, I was ready for any religious person I ran into. My intellectual point of view, in terms of being an agnostic, was so solid because I knew everybody else was using the word belief to bridge to either god or atheism so i knew they didn't know you don't know god you just believe in god i know what you're doing inside i know what you're doing to yourself cuz i've tried to do it to myself too but i can't i couldn't lie to myself like that i couldn't say belief and and then get to god and then accept that that was that was out of bounds for me it wasn't wasn't possible for whatever reason on that day when i was uh coming home with groceries when luke said entity i went so emotional so quickly that i I didn't know what was happening and it was a feeling. It was like relief. It was inside my chest, inside my chest cavity. And when I took a breath in, it there was like a tangible difference. I mean, from one breath to the next, it was like in between two breaths. And it was, it was nothing like this, but you know, like when you take a hauls and it like changes your whole intercostal tubes and stuff i mean it just opens everything up it's not exactly like that but it was just as tangible as that like just the air went in it felt like such a relief and i know what happened with more clarity now somehow like i emptied myself in in a much fuller way than i ever had before So I just went very, very empty, very, very empty of thought, very, very empty of identity. And as soon as that happened, I began to fill back up. And one of the things is uh, what I call a synchronicity storm. So I'll give you an example. Like every once in a while, I'll pick up my phone to call my wife and before I can start dialing, it rings and it's her. And I answer the phone. I'm like, sweetie, geez, I just picked up the phone to call you. And I, and you know, so we, we do that periodically and it's just meaningful. It's meaningful um, to us. It, we assign the meaning of like, obviously we must be connected, but that's an example of like a synchronistic event. I had on that day, like just a storm of synchronistic events. So I'm just receiving meaning in a overloaded um, way that I've never felt before. And I knew enough to just kind of get outside and sit down and being outside and being in nature and seeing birds and seeing the grass in my backyard and seeing the trees in my backyard, it it just that synchronicity just snowballs and there was no like event to tie it to or anything it was just something inside of me reaching out to everything around me but then everything around me understanding that i was reaching out and almost acknowledging it so it was like just this 360 Smash of synchronistic meaning. And as you sit in it, you begin to understand, like, oh, this is the spiritual moment everybody talks about. This is the big spiritual deal. And you begin to accept what's going on. And I mean, in my case, it was so sudden and it was so, um, It was so fierce in its onslaught that, I mean, I really didn't have much of a choice in the matter anymore. Like I kept telling Luke that I could just sit in the backyard and not move. And I'm completely okay with myself because everything I've ever wanted or everything I've ever needed is here with me right now. And there's no reason to move. So I stayed in that state for about. 2 weeks where i mean i really didn't even understand forward progress i just every step that i take just didn't even seem necessary i was just in this full barrage of meaning and i realize now that that's the connection and once once that snowball starts it's it's much bigger it's 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 infinite it's this connection to a oneness that is ever that is all the consciousness in the world and then all the matter is just manifestation of that consciousness and so do you believe in god if you ask me now what i believe now is That I understand the nature of consciousness and I'm in that nature of consciousness and everything we see here is consciousness. Even the things that we don't consider conscious and we're just connected to all of that. And there's nothing separate from me to anything else. I'm a part of everything all the time. I'm vibrating with everything around me all the time. And there's just no limitation of that. So from the point of view now, it's not really like a belief in God. It's like this understood meaning of your place in the universe. And that's just not separate from it. That's connected to it and part of it. yeah yeah
2: so you know just say you know not not some so you're you're just saying take the belief out of it and just we're connected to all all to that to that being to that higher power to that you know whatever who and whoever it is whether you worship gandhi or you know buddha or any so you you we're just all connected that spiritual mindset
1: yeah while he's talking like inside do you feel like when you're having a conversation it's like everything's kind of making sense yeah. and everything yeah. you know it's resonating inside yeah, yeah that feeling of you yeah. know what i'm saying well it's even like that's know, where the oneness is
2: well you know it's even just like you know luke and i never really see each other unless it's an event or something like that and it would just happened to text me hey you play golf Yeah, I, I play but you know and i was like i'll come hang out with you And just so happened I went. And I and I don't know what pulled me to go. I mean, but it was like I I, something in me was like, go. And I was like, you know what? Let me go hang out with my buddy. And that's all it was to me. It was just more of like getting out the house and like because that's part of me right now. I'm trying to keep my mind, you know, going and you know, and feeling myself and surrounding myself with good people that I know I can have a good conversation with and not just taking the negativity and I I know Luke's one of those people. So I'm like, yeah, let me go. And it's just like, even Luke said that day, he's like, I knew there was a reason we came to play and we just started making that connection. So, you know, it's, it's almost like I'm at that point where I'm retraining my brain with everything that I've been taught, shown from birth that, that what we are as people, who we are as people, what we're supposed to do as people. Because like I told Luke, I was, I just can't believe that this is the only thing in life is we get up, we go to work and then we die. And that's, you know, that's, that's game over. If, if that was the point, then why aren't we all just standing around here partying all the time? Like, what what are we doing? What we're doing? It has to be for our purpose. And like you said, that connection, we have to, f- you know, just find that connection. And, you know, I think that's what takes us to that next level or, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, for me when i heard uh it was very i can remember the day the night i heard a, i had never heard uh spiritual teachers so i never heard someone coming from the correct place even though everyone around you um even when you're growing up a lot of people are well intended they want the best for you but i never heard truth before and when i heard a spiritual teacher saying it i, I there was just this trust that immediately i trusted this guy and he was probably the most influential person in my life and i i feel like i i know him but i never met him in my whole life i listened to him and he he has no idea how impactful he was on my life but it's the oneness that what was in him i recognized and it's for you like looking at this and this podcast like do you see stuff that you recognize and that's where i think i that's where the trust comes in because this is not a belief system. It's not, it's just us not planning what we say. It's just us having a conversation on a podcast and, and having the likeness that my brother just had a massive spiritual awakening three months ago and, um you know, made me have a, a second awakening and, and we started a podcast to be committed just to the present moment. So we'll never Start any anything um, other than that, and that that's the whole goal. Um, it's just hearing hearing what comes through, and it, how does it affect you internally? You know, well,
2: you know that's you know I, I was just kind of thinking that in my head. You know, it's like the present is the most like you said, the present is the most important thing because in one second I could not be talking anymore. I mean, a second ago doesn't matter this very moment, it, this very second very... life is about the, bl- you know, it's almost like the blinks of that we take. I mean, that's how fast life could end or it can continue. So it's like we have to quit. You know, I mean, it's even like, I I mean, we work at a company where it's plan, 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 plan. I can plan till I'm blue in the face, but that doesn't mean anything. It's literally, you're almost, you're wasting your time because who knows what, tomorrow holds who knows what friday holds who knows what i don't know so i can hope that it happens but and i think that's what we have to do in our minds is learn how to control that aspect of quit quit trying to worry about two minutes from now quit quit worrying about what happened five minutes ago because then again you're letting your you're letting that control take over and you're not at you're not at peace you're you're either you're worried about the past or you're worried about the future. You, you can't do that because it's going, that's where the control
1: comes in. Yeah. And the thoughts, um, the present moment, uh, when meditation for me now is we have so much windshield time. So a lot of times, if I, if I don't get the time in, you know, in a traditional meditation, I'll meditate with my eyes open, you know, driving down the road. And my whole goal, just like we were talking about the thoughts before, is to retrain. Like you said, retraining your mind is having the ability to stay in the present moment and observe the thoughts as they go by. And when, whenever there's the non-reactionary and you're able to stay in that present moment, um, you know, maybe in meditation when you first start, maybe it's five seconds Um, for me when i did it five seconds was like pretty painful and then i was like man do i really want to go sit down and meditate because it was almost like once you find that door or that present moment in the beginning for me that um and kane's talked about it as far as osho's talking like it's almost like you're dealing with a collective pain um just this anxiety pain that feels like it's being burned out of you so it's it's uncomfortable but it's but it's almost relieving in a sense because you know the relief is coming because i'm pushing i'm pushing that pain but i'm not i'm not doing it i'm just i'm just sitting there and knowing that eventually it's just if if i stay true to the moment and i stay true to pulling back and if i stay true to no effort that's going to dissolve because it's an act of no will yeah and,
2: and see like I, I i'm not the type of person i could go sit down and meditate but you know i'm i'm an avid outdoorsman i love it yeah that's probably the most peace of my life you know on a boat you know I, going out there throwing some lines in the water you know I, it's like i find myself but i'll tell you i've had a lot of um just uh heart-wrenching moments just sitting in a deer stand you know five thirty in the morning it's dark you're by yourself quiet your brain can actually shut off and that's when it some of those deep deep thoughts that you haven't thought of in six months a year five years ten years they can start coming out because all that other noise that you've been hearing for every day isn't there to block it and then you start really getting into the deep stuff and i've i've had times i've broke out in tears sitting in the woods by myself just you know thinking about you know things that have happened in life nothing major but you know my mom you know my the situation with her passing away and kind of that you know it's like that peace is that's what that's like my meditation but that's where i had to be, like i couldn't do it then but now i want to go try to sit there because i believe i could sit there and be at peace like my mind would just but because back then my mind was so clouded and just rushing and all those emotions and feelings and that's where I said it's like, you know, when everything snapped in me or not snapped in me, but when that like kind of where you happen, like I said, yours happened overnight or in a minute. Mine has just kind of like it been building. And now I'm at that point where it's like that can be I think that could be some of my peace because like when I go out on a boat, I literally won't think about anything. I think about the water. I think about the moment that I think about nothing but that present moment. I don't look at my watch. I don't look at my phone. I don't care who's calling me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in that moment and that's, that's happiness to me. So that's what I'm trying to train. That's where I'm trying to go to. Even if I can't really physically be there, I'm trying to put my mind there when I'm having a bad day. Just think about being on that water, smell of the salt water, the smell of the, you know, this, or the feel of the, to try to put my mind at ease. I have to find you know everything works differently for everybody you know like I I don't think I could be the person to go sit down and try to meditate I don't think I'm just not that type. I'm too wiry you know I'm I'm just everywhere so um I'm gonna, I'm having to learn how to find my own peace and be my own peace and my the guy that I would consider like my dad per se I mean he's the guy that you know I met my god I've known him for 13 years now I mean he he's been the rock to me He's been there through the bad times, the heartbreaks, everything, you know. He's been that rock, and he always kept telling me, you know, he's like, you're too busy trying to make everybody else happy, and you're you're not happy. Like, you don't even know who you are. Like, who is Jason? Like, and he would tell me that, and I never, it never clicked. Who are
1: you talking
2: about? My buddy. Okay. Uh, my buddy, yeah. He's, I've known him about 13 years. He's the one I, like I said, I, he would, he's more of a father figure than anybody has ever been in my life. And I would consider he's the one I text on Father's Day, happy father, you know, um, just a good dude. And he really, you know, he would always tell me, he was like, you've got to find that peace. You've got to find happiness in yourself. Like, you're always striving. You want everybody to like you. You want to be. And he's like, you've got to realize not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to accept you so i finally trained myself to know that now I, you know but i was 23 24 25 and now at my age now i, I know not everybody's gonna like me and I, I don't let it bother me so i learned how to control that but there's still some things that i haven't learned to control so
1: you got something to say
0: yeah he's uh he's, he's... So much on the right track, it's crazy. Um, I think, um, the reason why I asked you, Jason, do you believe in God is, um, obviously, I wanted to tell a little bit of a God story there, but I also want to make it clear like, I don't think anything special happened to me at all. I, I don't, I don't think. I don't think that, um, I think what happened to me can happen to everybody. I think it's, I think it's a mechanical process, almost like putting together a car. Like you just got to put things together in the right way. And then if you do, the car's going to move, it's going to work. And I think that's kind of where we're coming from now on this podcast too, is and it's not just our message. I mean, we're kind of in a group now and there's a much bigger message. And, and that's kind of the point of it. Like that God experience is attainable by everybody. And it helps out quite a bit because it it kind of completes the circle on any of the stuff that you're wrestling with. Like um, I've talked a bunch about like gratitude and judgment and, there's a lot of words and it's going to really, it brings all that stuff home because now God isn't like this concept of belief. God is something that you claim inside as that authority. And once it's in there, I mean, it's got your back. It's not going to let you, um, it's not going to let you do stuff that you're ashamed of. I mean, it's, it's there watching all the time and it's, it's this, this, Uh, what Luke always says is it wears you down. It like, if you're doing something and you're not supposed to be doing it, like if you're, you know, still drinking on Friday nights, it's wears you down. It's not going to let you keep doing it. And, but that's, I think our point is, um, this God experience is available to everybody. And I just want to get that out there because I want to start pushing at you a little bit. Um, but I'll let Luke go first.
1: So yeah, meditation, um, a lot of people have that negative, uh, um, concept too. And I, I know how you're wired. I know, I know you're fast paced. So the word meditation is I, I can see it in your eyes, it's like, no, nah, I ain't sitting quietly, but there's gotta be something that attaches you to the present moment. So like put your right hand on the table or any hand. So even if it's not, I don't want you to think of meditation as in terms of, um, Sitting Indian style on the floor. Because uh, uh, there's learned thought processes of words. So when you throw meditation out there, something can pop in the head. Um, especially around here in the South, if you say the word meditation, I mean, it's associated with you with anything and everything, right? Like it's not. So what I a lot of times do is to get myself out of the thought process, just move your attention to your hand. So your hands. You can look at your hand objectively right here and your attention is in your hand and I'll do that. So now you feel, you feel your hand tingle. Do you put your attention in your hand?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel my pulse so, in it. Yeah. I
1: sit there and feel, yeah pulse so it. it's just an exercise yeah. that puts you in the present moment and you couple that with observing your thoughts. So even when I'm driving down the road, I will put my attention on my hand, and then even if you do it for a little while, it'll start to glow warm. Like it's almost like it's almost like it's like your hand understands that you're paying attention to it, and it starts to glow warm. You feel that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, so, what I was trying to do to see if I could fit like after a second
0: or so. But I mean, I feel the tingle like I can tell my hand. Yeah, like, yeah, you're paying
1: attention to me right now. It's a super great exercise because don't want you to take away the meditation of, of like a a learned understanding of what the word is, because it's just a word at the end of the day. The whole goal is how do we find techniques and activities just driving down the road and putting that attention on the hand. So now that my attention is on my hand and I have no effort in my brain. So if thoughts come up, I have the ability to keep my attention kind of coupled with my head now. So it kind of grounds me. And you can even do like full body scans. You know, you can feel. I'm doing it right now. Can you see the hair? Yeah. You've got see that? Dude, that's crazy. That's, that's because I'm putting the attention to it. That's awesome. You see that?
2: Yeah. I, I can't
1: even get myself. It's, it's, down. it's, the hair is standing straight up. Yeah.
2: Dude, that's awesome.
1: Like, oh, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm doing a body scan. And it's recognizing what I'm doing. Yeah. So, if you couple that, all I'm doing is keeping myself in the present moment. Yeah. You see how it's interacting.
2: That's that's pretty intense.
1: It's all down my back and everything. So I have I have I have power by having no power because I have no there's no will involved when whenever I take my brain out and I take thought processes out and i have no will because present moment is no will yeah. right you're taking yourself out of past or future which is all what thought processes do they take you to the past like parents or, or to the future plans that's all they do this has this attention has to bring me here it's just still doing it because yeah. i just went to my arms again and, and
2: something And something that I struggle with a little bit, and I think that's where I'm trying to get it clear up too, is um, where you can clear your brain out like that. Even if I, I know I'm gonna have to work on that, like training my mind, because it's like even for me to try to do that, it would be hard because I, I can't like my job. You just did it though. I I know, but it's like I cut. You know, well,
1: that's. I mean, I may be, I may be, yeah, uh, but I, I. not necessarily going to be able to make your hair stand up yet, but I'm saying if you can feel your hands tingle, that's all you need. I'm saying.
2: I mean, so it's like, it's like just trying to like cut, like even just work off, you know, it's like, even like the drive down here. Like I like to use the driving as like, kind of like you as my quiet time. But it's like, again, we live in that fast paced world where it's like, okay, I've got to spend all this time on the phone. I've got to do this. So it's like, I want, I wanted my brain to rest on the way here so I could actually, like be in the present moment and think about things before I got, you know, before I got here and, you know, but I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to be fine going. I don't really have to, I'm not planning this or anything. I just, I just want to have that time, but I didn't. And uh, those are the things that I'm trying to work on and making the time. Like, you know, like I said, just trying to live in the present moment, whether it's just for five minutes to feel that connection um, and continues continuously feel that connection. So like I said, it's just, I mean I guess she's even like you people say, you know, like believing in yourself, I mean I guess you you should say no, you need to connect with yourself to make yourself better. I don't know if that would be right, but
1: so yeah, the only thing i the only the only goal I would have as far as personal like that I would have anything that's saying to myself is how do I put myself in the present moment more often? That would be the only goal as far as any type of thought process or anything is how like, and, and then in the beginning I did it a thousand times. Like even when someone starts to meditate, um, you know, you may get lost in a thought stream and then you're driving down the road and realize, um, I'm, thinking about something in my past or i'm angry at this person or i've reacted to this thought process comes up the only thing to do then is not add more reaction the only thing to do then is once you even if it's been five minutes and you've been in a daydream and you've gone down it the only thing to do then is just pull back again and it might with me it happened 50 times but we do that to avoid the pain I, to, I, I did that to avoid the pain. I used to, you I, go in the, that's this you go in the thought process, you yeah. take the bait because you don't want to experience the present moment. Yeah.
2: You chase the, you, you, you chase the rabbit hole. Um, you go right down yes. it. and, I, and I, and, and that's something that I've, I've learned myself that I am controlling now because, you know, even six months ago, if something like, if I was upset about something and whether it could just be a song coming on the radio, I would just leave it there and just like, I would go right down that, you know, go get sucked down that memory and just till it till it hurt me and now it's like that's nope let me turn that off and let me not let's let let i am not letting that thought come into my brain because i don't want to i don't want to i'm going to control that i'm gonna isn't it i guess growing up people used to say that's like repressing the memory but it's not i'm trying to teach my brain not to think of that so maybe i want to listen to that song again someday and not think about that memory so in maybe five years after i haven't thought about it i can turn that song on and nothing comes to mind because i for I've, I've controlled that memory
1: yeah so if you have a song that's affecting you that way a good activity that comes to mind for me would be turn the song on and not react to it okay. not run from it so if there's something that a song that affects you negatively and it brings a negative emotion
2: so just embrace it
1: but not with a reaction
2: just listen to it and act like you could care less
1: or couldn't care less so it's about listening to it more of an, a, an objective way okay. it's not pure it's going in one ear and out the other
0: and accepting it, it, what you feel
1: so you can feel, yeah you can feel something but like don't add the pe- don't bring all don't the don't stuff. add any emotion to it yeah there's got to be some kind of emotion that's tied to it, whether it's anger, resentment, something, there's, there's some kind of emotion that's tied to it. Listen to it. And do you think that that could affect,
2: um, do you think that that could affect like controlling that emotion, but say, you you know, you learn how to do that, but what if it's, you want to listen to something and express like it's a love emotion. Can you, can you at some point learn to control every emotion or is it just, you learn to, just cut them off and not to say you're not going to be happy, sad or any of those things, but learning to not let things control you or bother you. Are you cutting the strings on all of them? or Are you able to learn how to control them at some point? Uh,
1: so yeah, love as far as um, I'm not sure if you listen to the podcast, but I had a long monologue about what I thought, Love was as far as an emotion, and it's more on the lines of what I thought God was as well. And they're almost really, really similar. I I think I remember, yeah, because it's a negative, uh, most like in society in the world, love is a negative emotion because love, in its real sense, is like a non reactionary strength. Like, love would be you listening to that song in a non-reactionary state that it cannot pierce you cannot affect you that's what love when you get pulled down into it that's a it's a false illusion of what love is
2: so, you know that just man that just like made the little light bulb go off in my head you know it's like you're right i mean cuz it's almost like when you get married in the beginning you're so happy and eager because that's a, that's lust that's not love so that emotion's different than love so, like you said, when that song comes on, if you love it, you're just like, eh, whatever. But if that song that song had just came out and it was on the top twenty, and you're loving it, you're lusting it. You're not loving it. So, sure. I guess you're right. Love is a, I mean, it is kind of a, a shell of a thing. It's effortless, honestly. I mean, because people tell you they love you all the time, and you know, I've seen many of times that person that tells you love you. Tomorrow, they might not know your name. So, love is a. I think love is the effort that's put in, but I don't think it's an, a powerful emotion. I think the lust and all that trumps all that. So, but yeah, I, I guess I really never thought about love like that. I guess I've always thought about because being taught love is the greatest thing someone can give you. And I'm, I'm starting to realize that I think that's kind of a BS. I don't think that's the greatest thing they can give you. Um, I think... Maybe loyalty or something along those lines is a little bit better um, or, or something. They're like, yeah, but love is not the best gift that we've gotten. You know, like I said, I think the connection with each other is more. Um, I think it's better than love at, at this point.
0: Yeah, that connection is important because that true love is. is um, it's understanding that thing is not separate from you and then like your engagement from that thing that's not separate to you is going to be strengthened by how open you can be on the inside so there's been a lot of like we're talking about controlling the emotions and so if there's like a specific song and it's it's causing a reaction the key is to have no reaction but that's very very deep on the inside whatever you're feeling it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling you can feel and you can feel fully and and you accept the feeling you accept the suffering you accept whatever it it needs to give you at that moment and then very mindful that you're not that you're standing your ground on the reaction on the inside. You're not propelling anything extra to it.
2: I love, I love finding the connection, even, even with us, you know, this, like this, this to me is amazing. Um, and like I said, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, it's hard to believe, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, I wouldn't have talked to a, a person. I was so afraid I was shy. And now i'd probably talk to a brick wall if it talked back to me and uh, but with this it feels so much deeper and i'm enjoying this and i told luke i was like this intrigues me because it's it's not even about coming on here and talking but it's about finding a connection and having a kind of a helping hand through all this and ha- you know find like i said just finding a connection with you guys and that's helping me become better and that that's the best part of this Like I said, we're all connected, but I think we just need to slow down and live in the present moment and take the time to connect. Um, You know, even that's where I said about relearning about the churches and everything like we talked about earlier, you know, you go sit in the pews and you're taught this and this and this and this. But are you really connected? Are you really involved? Are you what are you doing? Just because someone reads out of a book doesn't mean you're connected. you know, it's like I, one of the customers of mine today, we got to talking about it and she was just like, you know, I believe that we're connected and, you know, the person and, you know, we're connected to the spirit to each other and we're, we're meant to, we're never going to turn our back on each other. We're, we're connected. As long as we're connected, we're good with the spirit. So that's what we were talking about today.
0: Jason, when I was, when I was angry, um i'm going to take you back to the chris rock slap just because i know everybody can picture that pretty easily and um what happened to me when i first saw it is i got angry and and we all saw the we all saw the video but what was happening in my head was like an alternate version of reality that didn't happen and it was just like violent pandemonium like in that auditorium like something out of like a Quentin Tarantino movie that's what was happening in my head now I'm comfortable just because I've seen too many movies and played too many video games like I'm not trying to get to like there's a deeper like violent thing in my head it's just I'm somewhere along the lines like I got comfortable with that in my head but that's what was playing in my head was like this violent scene in reaction to that moment and I was saying to myself, like, witnessing that scene in my head, like, what are you doing, Kane? Like, what, you don't even know these people. Like, why are you so invested in this? Like, how is this manifesting in your head like this? What is the matter with you? That's what I was saying to myself. And as soon as I had that that moment of clarity, I had another voice come in and was crystal clear. And that voice said, Because they deserve it. So if you look at what's going on there, I have three different voices going on in my head that's representing my anger. So I have the violent scene, the Quentin Tarantino scene. I have my response to that violent scene. Like, what are you doing? Why are you so angry? Why are you so invested in this? Why are you letting some TV show make you all worked up In the morning, like what's the matter with you? And then I have this other voice coming in and saying, because they deserve it. So out of those three things, my identity was in the voice that made sense. Does that make sense? So all of my identity, everything that is Cain was that person asking the question why am i why am i so angry that's what i identified with that's the only thing that was going on in my head that made any sense but on that day i understood when luke said entity and i went to check obviously the guy saying they deserve it obviously the mental image of the violent scene but the one that changed everything was dropping that guy that made sense because he was part of the problem too. That's the tricky part about like the whole reveal is a lot of what we do is, and I can tell just by listening to you, you spend a lot of time building yourself of character. And there's actually a lot to be proud of there. Because you've built yourself into a good person, even coming from a a space of adversity and a childhood of adversity, you've constructed this good person and you've built this character. And there's nothing to be ashamed of there. There's that that's an entirely positive process. Your only problem is through that process. Your identity gets constructed in that character. And the problem is you also have pride in it. You recognize you're a good person. You've recognized you've done the things to put yourself in a good position in life. You've done all that. You deserve all the credit. You deserve to have pride in that. But there's something about that pride and that character that clings on to identity very very strongly and part of the process is dropping all that character as well and i don't know how to do it all i know how to do is kind of explain it and it's something that has to happen inside you and inside anybody else looking to further it down the spiritual path oh yeah i mean i could i could agree that
2: was was spot on man i mean that was that was deep and i mean and I, i couldn't agree more i mean that's something my buddy would tell me he was like you're bad about making whatever you're in your identity whether it was my job or the person i'm dating and when i'm in something i'm fully invested in it and it's like nothing else matters but that and that that's terrible for a person because i've built like right now I've built my identity, which I'm working on trying not to. But right now, I mean, I have been working seven days a week, um, you know, just trying to because that's who I am right now. That's what I've got. That's the you know, that's my life. And but that's sad that that's who I've identified myself as. And that's the only thing in life I'm doing. I have way that's where I'm getting upset at myself almost where it's like you're wasting your life.
1: That's the thought he just talked about. Yeah. That's what he just talked
2: yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm the things I'm telling you, what he just said, I I could not have said it better out of my own mouth. I mean, literally, you took the words out of my mouth because that is where I'm at right now. And it's it's learning how to say, no, this this is this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm not gonna let this this is not who I am. This this caring, giving, understanding guy over here who is generous and uh, just give you the shirt off of his back. That's who I am. I'm not this person right here, but that's the problem I've had my whole life is whenever I get invested in something, that's the only thing that matters. All that other, that other part of me just don't exist anymore. And that's what I'm saying. I don't ever want to, I'm trying to get away from, I want to be in the moment and not forget and be present every second of the day. Because i that's where I said it, but it's taken me 32 years to realize I've been doing that, even though Jason, I've been told that many of times.
0: Jason, did you realize you just split yourself into two again?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and that's, yeah.
0: And so, so you, you have another version of yourself, you give you the shirt off your back. Yeah. And there's, and again, that's in the direction of character. Yeah. That's that's in the direction. It's it sounds like I'm trying to talk you out of being a good person. And that's not what I'm that's not what I'm trying to do. But I just noticed that you did it again where you split yourself into two. And well, I don't like this identity. I'm more comfortable with this identity. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like all the identity has to go.
2: Yeah. And that's
0: that's the only way you get to the god experience
2: I, okay uh, I. yeah i mean no i mean i You know i mean i think you know i think i'm no that totally makes sense i guess i was maybe processing that wrong and thinking about it having to identify as myself as a person and i'm not thinking about it as that i'm all that none of that stuff really matters uh,
0: it's it's the, hard been, when you it's hard when you use words because you can't identify with yourself like because the the yeah. ultimate identification is actually silence yeah, the ultimate dark. identification is quiet silence. The ultimate identification for you from what I hear so far is 530 out in the deer stand by yourself, not saying a word, trying to clear your mind, feeling the pulse in your hand. Yeah. There you are. That's There's nice. Jason.
2: I and mean, it's about and, five, coming back to that, uh, trying to find that every day.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah,
2: that's, and that's the connection. Yeah. So, you know, and that's like, that's the thing, though. It's like the the transition. I'm in the transition phase and Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, like I said, even just, you know, giving up the alcohol consumption and all the things that altered my mind so I couldn't live in the, the present and actually be connected. I The connection, I don't feel like the connection could be made because my mind has been so cloudy. I mean, you got all this stuff. Right. Just poisoning you. I mean, it, it might even come down to the music you choose to listen to. That's why, I've, for you know, I've done this for a while. I've tried to just like listen to classical or something that's like easy going on my, you know, just you know, I'll listen to some tunes every once in a while, but you know, or maybe I'll just listen to news talk radio, something that's just easy on my mind, where it's not, you know, pumping my head up or you know. So those are things I've just, you know, like I said. 10 years ago, this conversation would have been totally different. Five years ago, this conversation would have been, I mean, a year ago, this conversation would have been totally different. So I know I'm going in the right direction. It's just, it's just taking a little time. And, but I feel good about the path I'm on. So
0: the, it sounds very good. Uh, the path that you're on, there's, there's a lot going in the right direction for sure. It sounds very good.
1: Yeah, the quiet piece too. For um, yeah, there is something that that starts to speak from a from a non thought process type of conversation too. Um, so, you know, in the be- beginning, it does sound kind of boring as far as uh, not being able to identify with any of the identities and even a, a loss of words. Um, but there is, there's a different there's a different kind of voice from that awareness that that steps in uh, at that point. Um, But yeah, the, the realization that, that, that entity is there, um, just because we've talked about um, where we see God at as, as far as omnificent and how much power we have as humans. So on a level no matter where we're at we're always like manifesting and creating so and if we've always moved away from the present moment and not not got gotten there to to stay to to let things um dissolve then something's being created and it's that entity that takes takes a strong uh and it's 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 ego. It's ego. Well, do, do you
2: think, and this is just kind of like a hypo, like hypothetical question, but, you know, do you think that, you know, a hundred years ago it, it, it was like this? You know, with the world being a lot slower, do you think that maybe they struggled with this? Or do you think because the church said it was like this, it's has the only way you had to believe? Or do you think they had the spiritual connections? They had, like, things were deeper back then. Like, even the bonds with each other were a lot deeper. And do you think it's just society has kind of done this to us or do you think we do it to ourselves i just want to like i just want to understand that
1: really. uh, we well we do it to ourselves but we also do it to our, to ourselves collectively too yeah. um, there's the ego and the entity that we've created and then there's the collective entity the organizations that we want to be a part of to validate All right. All our right. our wrong self yeah so that's a justification process and numbers of people so if i'm if I never want to face what I've created, uh, the perfect, the perfect example of that is joining some type of a religious organization that, that tells me all I have to do is say this certain, certain prayer and, um, I'm forgiven, but there's nothing mechanical about that. All it is is justification of my ego. So that I'm going to get a feel good from, from that process. But the question as far as a hundred years ago or, um so i mean what comes to mind too like the path is narrow and few who find it that resonates with me all the time because there's been many of people over the years going all the way back that have found something profound and and have, have tapped into what we call like omnificence or god or the present moment most people miss it because of culture uh, and what we're taught yeah basically how you're raised and um, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's so many people that die have never lived and what that means is they've died having never died here to experience life because he he'll tell you himself like he never really understood what a tree was until three months ago literally. Cause the way he looked at things from thought process and the way that say Eckhart totally explains it is when you look at a tree in ego or thought process, you don't, you label it right away and you don't even understand what's right in front of you. You can, you may even say that's a pretty tree or that's a pretty flower after an awakening and you apply no will, like, you're effortlessly having gratitude towards a tree and you're not even, you don't even know why you just see a tree and you're like, man, that tree is alive. And I'm somehow grateful for that tree. It's a very, and as soon
0: as you are, the tree's grateful for you back.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a constant commune, but everyone in a thought process misses every moment. It's, it's a, Participatory universe, I guess. After awakening, and 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 I'm not, you know, I'm not illuminating like. Um, I mean that with all sincerity when I say it's a participatory universe. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Completely, because when you start to apply the present moment to, um, to everything that's around you, you almost have an aura, and you start affecting. Um, people in a different way and you see things differently. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, I mean that, that totally makes sense. I mean, uh, I think I, what I was thinking while you were talking about that was I think when you're not living in the present moment, everything around you, like you said, you might acknowledge it, but you just like, eh, whatever, you know, it's, it's not, it's almost like it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't matter to you because it's like, you know i, I guess because in your own mind nothing really matters but like you said your ego or the other things that drive you so when you're actually in the present moment you find the the appreciation and something it might don't even have to be a tree maybe it's a flower maybe it's a, a butterfly just something you know you find the appreciation and going wow that's beautiful or wow that's that's that creation of life you know or whatever the case might be i mean I mean that's something that's always been fascinated me was you know agricultural and plants and all that and i've always been intrigued by that because i've always said that's that's probably one of the coolest things about the world is how we can put something in the ground and it grows and it lives and it thrives and it can produce food it can do so many wonderful things and i i've always enjoyed that so it's never like i've had a look at it but i've always i know i guess i've never really just thought about it like that but i've always said that's probably the most fascinating thing on this planet is the plants and the trees and the ecosystems and things. So now it's like you saying him having an appreciation for it. It, It's, it's been a focus of mine because I've enjoyed it, but I don't think I've ever really appreciated it like that. So I think in the present moment, you can appreciate it.
0: That joy is definitely the right path. That joy is, uh, you'll probably be reminded of that joy as you, get closer to, um, you know, spiritual growth. But what you're describing there is like on the opposite side of the spectrum, kind of to go to what you were asking earlier. If you look at like our daily lives and like try to examine like what we do, I mean, we, all of us work for a company. I mean, that's just a group of humans that have come together and of like, through trust and acceptance just within our collective thought process that this company even exists. Like it, it it's not like a biological thing. It's on paper. Like we all have to agree to do it. And by the way, it's going to pay us money, which isn't really real that we all have to agree and accept that's money. Like, but there's no biological understanding of what it's all fake. It's all in our minds. Like there's not a wolf or any animal that like crosses the Mexican American border and understands that it, that it made a transition. You can say you're worked up about Chinese human rights, but there's no such thing as China and there's no such thing as human rights. You can't explain human rights to the bear that's about to eat you. So all of that stuff that we deal with all the time is fake. That's why you're having that moment when you get with agriculture because you're dealing with something real and that realness is bringing you joy and that's actually pointing you in the direction. Anytime you're feeling joy like that, It's pointing you down the spiritual path. But that same process of understanding how that collective is all fake. It's also an internal process. That internal process is the same exact thing. So if you can conceptually understand one, then you're on the right track of understanding how that internal process of you building your own character is just as suspect as that collective process of building our society.
2: Yeah, no, I, no, I love that. And I totally agree. I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't would agree with everything that society says. I don't believe that, you know, even with man making a, you know, because man says this, this is what we have to do. That's, it's not real. That's like you said, it's fake uh, because yeah. the present moment, you know, it really doesn't matter, but that's what we're taught. And that's, that's where I said the other day, I just feel like there has to be more to life than right. Than, what we do, um, and that's—I love how you explain that because uh, the bear analogy was the best to me. Like the bear doesn't give a crap what you're—you know, you know. Yeah. You know uh, so all these things are just figments of our imagination that we've made up and we've created. I, I would say we've created our own demons almost, um, or the entity we've created that entity that's in that's us. It. So that's it, uh, it we we've, we've almost become our own worst friend, you know, our, our own enemy in a in a sense. So. That's where, I th- like you said, that's that's the things that I'm coming to light on and thinking and trying to wrap my head around all this because these are things that I've been told by you know uh, my buddy and I, I can tell you if I went to him and said he had a spiritual awakening he'd probably he'd probably be like oh, I don't know what you're talking about but he is a deep person like he he could come do this and have a he'd probably be deeper than me on things like he is a deep person I could get on the phone with him and we could spend hours I mean. I mean, we've been on the phone four or five hours sometimes. We're just talking about it, like, just like this. And Mm -hmm. um, he's always told me these things that we're talking about right now. And, you know, being a young man, you know, not, not, you know, not paying attention, whatever the case might have been. But all this stuff that he and you guys are saying is just like clicking, clicking, clicking. I've been feeling all these things. Like I said earlier, you just kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It's like, man, I just really thought about that the other day. And then you bring it up now. So it's like, yeah, it's all making sense now.
1: So timing. yeah, timing. timing is, um, timing is everything, even down to timing, like just the fact that we're doing this podcast now and, and what was it three weeks ago you started drinking water? Yes. But see, even, even that is weird timing because to make that transition to water from soda going into that's that's a lot of it because that's clarity in itself Yeah, yeah. because sugar like especially that amount of sugar um can really drum down the senses um and make it so difficult to even be able to focus to to see that present moment but the fact that because we didn't even talk three weeks ago the, the fact that you changed that liquid diet is huge for now, yeah. because you have to have that, it's it's almost like alcohol or or anything else. Like it it, and I would say, I mean, soda, especially the level that you were drinking, it's got it it affects the brain negatively as far as moods and uh, yeah. and everything. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't just quit drinking soda. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the other day when we went golfing, I had you know, that's like I have a beer. Okay, cool but you know i like today at my customers i sat there and was working and i just sat there and was drinking cups of water and she would just steady i mean i probably drink about six or seven cups well i mean i was almost envisioning them as like beer just you know like kicking the cup back you know but it's like i'm having just as much fun i'm enjoying myself and it's like use but that was me using alcohol and those things as like like to fill that void, or whatever the case might have been, I was using it as that crutch, or to help drown those, you know, drown the brain, to keep the connection down. Maybe it was that entity in me pulling me to it, telling me to keep doing this, you know. Or if you don't use that, you're gonna think about all these things and and controlling me. So now it's like I'm not do using that, and and it has no control over me. I'm ju- I'm okay. Like, and I'll tell you, I hate water. When I say hate, I mean capital so for me to pick up a water bottle and actually i mean i literally reached down in one of my manager's office and picked the water i threw the coke that i just bought in the trash can and picked that water up and tasted it. and i was like that's the best thing i've ever drank in my life and i hate water yeah. but now i just crave it wow. and so it's like i know it's like that, maybe one of those entities is gone to help me get rid of all those toxins so I can keep my mind clear yes. and can, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm on the right road. I mean, do you trip and fumble sometimes? Yes. But the, I tell you, the last three weeks have been probably the best three weeks of my life because I'm finally living and not blinded, not in a fog. I'm living. Like I said, there's still little hiccups, but that's going to happen. Um, Absolutely. But I've never felt better. Like controlling my mind, even the pain in my body. My neck used to hurt so bad. My feet, my knees from years of working and stuff like that. I don't even feel any pain. Like literally my knees used to scream. My neck, I used to hurt. I don't feel it. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's
1: Uh, uh, all that stuff was controlling me. Yeah. I did. Uh, sugar intake. I mean, I, I, I don't know the specifics. Uh, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be the best nutritionalist, but I know that kind of sugar intake affects the body negatively, oh, yeah. um, like crazy. So for you to make that change three weeks ago and be able to just the timing of everything yes. is, uh, uh, we went to play golf on Saturday and, you know, you, Trusted me enough to open up on a couple things, and I heard some a couple key words and uh, buzzwords to me. And I'm like, "Dang, man! You, I now's the time for me to share what I because that like I told you, I don't necessarily broadcast. We just started three months ago, and it's it's almost like it's almost like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Like I, you, there's a lot of people that seem like they got their shit together. So, but inside they don't but then there's there's got to be people like you that you know you can actually say keywords that you would pick up on to where you opened up just a little bit so we could say well maybe maybe come on the podcast and chat but that's rare it's like finding a needle in the haystack it's very um we knew we knew it would start off slow and um but just glad you were able to make it on and and open up to us, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I'll be honest, I've truly enjoyed this. And again, I feel I feel good coming out of this. I feel I feel even more connected after you know, just you know, I, I have taken this time to like do what you said and like that's why I've been trying to like focus I mean, I've been focusing on that little white thing right there, just looking at it and trying to like slow like while you're talking, slow my mind and live and really take your words in, just think about it, just and so I'm trying to Con- learn that mind control, so I I can continue down this road. And I, like I said, I feel like it's any moment everything's just finally going to click. Um,
1: the deck of cards is coming down. It is,
2: and I love it. I mean, um, this is a, this is a, a great. I mean, what y'all are doing is trying to aware people like like me. I mean, like I said, society has taught us and shown us and all these things, and we've got all wrapped up in it and. I think it's time we all start really focusing on ourselves in this time because, you know, the way the world goes every day, you never know what's happening. So it's it's time to live in this present. It's time to live in this moment and, and have control over your own body and mind. And actually, like you said, live here. Don't just die here. Live here and enjoy it and embrace it.
0: Yeah, your uh, sincerity is epic jason it rings through pretty uh hardcore it's uh really warm to listen to um i'll tell you a real quick story (laughs) what um it's an osho story but uh i I think it kind of relates here but uh osho's from india
1: you know Uh, know who osho is uh -uh. he doesn't know who osho is yeah
0: it, it doesn't matter um just one of the spiritual teachers that is kind of interesting but um, he's from india and he tells a story about an uh, indian lady who uh, was a prostitute and this is back uh, hundreds of years ago and you can imagine like what a brothel in india must look like like hundreds of years ago and so they would wear lingerie that is almost like plate mail and chain mail in the lingerie and so it actually would guard against like them getting pregnant because, like, there wasn't like, you know, guards and stuff. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, all these men and like no laws and no bodyguards. So they had like these, these elaborate lingerie plate mail garments that they wore. And the guys would try to like wrestle these things off the ladies and they couldn't ever pull these things off the ladies. Like, you would pull at this end of it. And it would tighten up on this end like it was a Chinese finger trap. And however, you'd pull on it on one side and you would think you'd get it loose, but it would just be tightening up on the other side. And the kicker is when they would go back and they'd be done for the night, there would be one little pin, one little pin down there. All they got to do is pull the pin and the whole thing would fall to the floor. And they would be exposed and completely naked. And that's the metaphor for what's going on inside. I don't know why or I don't know how, but I'm always preaching that there's a mechanical process. It's just like that. And if you can somehow lose enough of yourself, lose enough of your identity and think about yourself like a machine, like see all the gears, see all the gears in your body. And if those can crumble to the floor, somehow automatically a spirit machine is just takes the place of where the machine just was. And it's just, there, glowing and you're not doing anything. You're just looking at amazement because you can't believe this. You can't believe this will run on this. It's running on spirit. How? And it'll just be disbelief. And I think that's our message is you're, you're so much on the right track. And my only criticism would be you're, you're reaching so hard forward. And I would also just, in addition to that, make sure you're taking the time to try to lose that ego, lose that identity, break through that stuff. Because if that stuff can start to fall, that's actually what's going to pull the pin and bring you the moment. It's not something that you can like wrestle in on your own. It's actually like a giving in and letting it drop. So it is kind of like that Chinese finger trap. Like you can't really pull on it too hard. Like you got to kind of let them both come together and then you can get your hands free.
1: Yeah. I would, I would, I would watch V for Vendetta again. (laughs) He gave me that as a homework project, but, and it's, it came out a while ago. So you probably saw it. Uh, I know you don't remember it that well but after this conversation and you watch it again, it's about uh, a forced awakening yeah. where that this. Um, the main character V um, had his sidekick and it was one of the most beautiful things. I mean, even to the point where you watch watched how the only way that, this woman was going to wake up was how he did it but it's something it's just something for you to watch and we can talk about it um maybe in the future but yeah that was a that was a great one to watch man i've never seen I, when you said force awakening i'm thinking okay i'm gonna see how hollywood made that happen yes
0: exactly
1: and and I don't understand. I I don't understand how. Like the only explanation is those brothers that wrote and created the Matrix. Yeah. Have experienced uh, a spiritual awakening like you, or me. Like it sure they, seems like it. There's the only way you can explain it because the first thing that she wanted to go was outside, and he, and he knew that she was wanting to go outside.
0: I and like the, the part to- right before that too, where he's like, this is the biggest moment of your life. Be with me right here, right now. He like, yeah. he like right. talked her into it. I right, had that last second. It was crazy. But yeah. the, the raindrop when the,
1: the way yeah. that they uh, filmed that. Yes. I don't really know how to film it like that. I mean, because yeah. even the raindrop, after, you know, your first two weeks, this man in that two weeks, knowing him, I, I'm, I knew him before but this man driving a UPS truck had pulled over and looked at a spider on his windshield for like 30 minutes. Like he had never seen a spider before. <laughs> like it. And, and, and Eckhart Tolle one that had an awakening like he did. So it's something for you to maybe look at him too. just as far. Cause he sat on a park bench for two years. Not all of us can do that because yeah. we have responsibilities. I don't know. I don't know if he did that after work, but he had an awakening. But if you ask Kane, all he wanted to do was sit on a park bench. And if he could have sat on a park bench for two years, he probably would have done it because every, the birds, everything it's, it's everything has meaning because the thought process are not in the way. Everything is, everything is down and there's no will and no will is like some kind of beautiful thing somehow. And gratitude is effortless and, um, joy is effortless and, and, and the trying is over. It's one of the most beautiful things that, uh, he, w- that two weeks for him after what I had gone through, you know, 20 years ago, it just, it put me into like a, a spiritual awakening, just, just from his presence. It was, it was cool. You'd, you'd have to, um, uh, you would have to have known him before.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> was sure. a big jerk. <laughs> uh, I'd
2: I have, um, have to say in my early, early 20s, I was not a, a pleasant person. Uh, I was nice, but uh, I I I had, you know, I kind of was like you. It was like, oh, if you, you get what you deserve, you know, you know, I kind of like like I, I, I fed off of the karma. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you you were did all this always had something bad to say about somebody. And then, you know, this happens and it would be comical to me. And it's like, I now look back. I'm like, you know, I was giving those people so much power over me and control and they didn't care that I cared what they were going through. They, they could care. They couldn't care less what I was doing. So right, I look back on all that and it's like, wow, you know, so much wasted, uh, so much wasted. And that's where I'm, I'm, I'm telling people it's taken me 32 years. I've wasted, I have not lived for 32 years. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm living and that's, that's an enjoyable feeling.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Don't beat yourself up too hard though. I mean,
2: no, some people never find
1: this. Yeah. I mean, the, almost everything, every, almost everyone in the early part of their life enjoy enjoys the form and it's like a natural pro- progression into more spiritual. So, I mean, I don't, it's definitely more on a, a natural level. I get the fact that you, that thought process was come up, like what a waste for, but I, I mean, I would, I would, I would be easy on yourself for sure. Um, cause it, you don't want to start resenting yourself. It's no, basically, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I mean, I, I don't mean it like it, yeah so, you know but it
2: was like kind of more along the lines of like you know look at not and it's not even a regret of saying what a waste it was just like imagine if i'd have been living in the moment for 32 years what could yeah. what, what more could i have done what more could i have accomplished and that's not a regret thing that's more of just the thought of going i think that's where i'm trying to i think that gives me the more control and power in my brain to say think about that do you want to go another 32 years like so it's like learning my brain is telling myself it that gives me strength and power and the control to kind of use that as a tool. So I don't know if that really makes sense, but you know, it's just oh, it does. It, using the things to help control and, and live in the present moment. And that's fine. That's something I'm finding is working. Um, and I, and I've tried to do that every day this week and I feel like I've been very successful. I mean, even though you told me about this on Saturday, I really haven't, I have not really thought of, I thought about it a little bit on Saturday, but I kind of left it there. And then I thought about it today because it was today and I didn't really think about it. I just kind of was like, I was excited about it. And I was like, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let it control my day. I'm not going to sit here and just think about it constantly. Like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? What are they going to think about me? Am I going to make a fool of, but I learned that's that six months ago. I, that's all I would have done the whole day was worried about how tonight. would. I, so I learned to control that and today I was just focused on what I had to do to get here. And now I'm here and I'm living in this moment and I'm, and I'm happy and I'm excited. So that was, that to me felt like a good, uh, a huge stepping stone for me because I know the old me would have, I would have, you telling me on Saturday, I would have drove myself crazy to today. Worried about this. Right. So now I'm knowing that's that, that
0: anxiety, worried about the future. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So now I, I might not live all the way in the present. I'm still might bounce a little bit, but I'm, I'm learn, I'm, I'm slowly making the distance. My brain goes, whether it's in the past or in the future, that that's getting slow, smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where it's like, I'm only going to live for this moment. That's where I'm at now. So. It's
0: beautiful.
1: Very good. You want to wrap it up, sir?
0: Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good.
1: I appreciate you being here, man.